We thank God for this day and also our Father for this thing that He gave us to us to minister. Amen. Wherever you are, just to wave your hands and give God the glory. Just in, just finding that there's no foreign God that can take His place in your life. Just wave your hands and give Him glory. Just wave your hands and clap it and just wave your hands.
Come on, lift up your hands and worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to thank him. Lift up your voice and begin to thank him. Just thank him. We are surrounded by his mercy. And we are surrounded by his grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. We thank you for your mighty presence this second Sunday of 2021. Yes, and we bless your name. Amen. Thank you for what you're about to do, what you've done already, and what you are doing now. We give you the praise and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Yeah, you may be seated and put your hands together beautifully for oh, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning I want to share with you manifestations of grace. Amen. Manifestations of grace. Amen. Now, this is our month of persistent prayer. This is our month of what? Persistent prayer. And one of the things that we need to pray is for the grace of God to manifest in our lives. Amen. I'm not hearing your amen. amen. Those that are here with us are more than those who are not here. Hallelujah. Amen. So, give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, manifestations of what? Grace. Somebody say manifestations. Manifestations. Of grace. Of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, everything in the kingdom of God, it has dimensions, it has levels, or measures, or stages, or maybe phases. Everything about the kingdom of God. It comes in levels. It comes in stages. It comes in dimensions. And it comes in what? Faces. Yeah. So, for instance, when you become born again, the Bible describes that stage, that face, that initial face. It describes it as babyhood. It describes that what? Babyhood. So he says, at that stage, what you need is milk. And then, as we grow, you go into another stage. John said, I speak to you as children. So you move from baby and you become a child, an infant. That's another stage. We are all not at the same stage in life. And just as there is a natural thing that we are not all at the same stage. The spirituality, spirituality, we are all in different stages, different phases, and you know, different 
levels. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have a better amen? Amen. So today, what I want to talk about, it is also something that is about the kingdom of God. And therefore, it is also something that is going to come with stages. And that is grace. Amen. The manifestations of grace. Amen. The levels of grace. That a man can walk into, or a man must aspire into going into. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise him. Praise him. So the Bible talks about, it says, it talks about grace. And what is grace? Grace is undeserved favor, undeserved favor, undeserved help. And every one of us, we need favor. Every one of us, we need grace. And we need to aspire for the different levels of grace that is made available unto us as New Testament believers. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. When you read from the verse 11 downwards. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 downwards. Titus chapter 2 from verse 11. For the grace of God that brings... For the grace of God that bringeth what? Salvation. The what? The grace of God. That what? Bringeth salvation. Somebody say the grace. Are you here with me? Somebody say the grace. The grace of God. That undeserved favor and help of God. That push of God. That bringeth salvation. That bringeth what? Salvation. So there is grace for salvation. Before a man can be saved, before a man can say Jesus is Lord, it takes the grace of God. It takes the grace of God. That's why if you say you are born again and you are in church and you believe in Jesus' death and resurrection, don't joke with it. For though the grace has, for, for, for though there is grace, for salvation. It's not everybody who has received it. And the thing is that you must receive this grace. God give it, but you must receive it. God will not give it to you uh, by force. Are you here with me? Yes. He said the grace of God that bringeth what? Salvation has what? Appeared to all men. The grace of God. The grace of God. Somebody say the grace. the grace. Say it like you are a recipient of this grace. Don't be gentle. Say it like you are somebody. Let me tell you. If you understand what this grace is. You humble yourself. Are you hearing me? Yes. This grace. And yet, receive grace way. 
It is grace that bringeth salvation. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians. Chapter 2. It says, for, for it is by grace. It is by grace that we are what? Saved. It is by what? Grace that we are what? Saved. For by grace we are, ye are saved. Through what? Faith. You see, this grace, it comes through what? Faith. And it's not everybody that has faith. The Bible says that not all men have what? Faith. And how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing not but hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. And so, I can be preaching but you might not be hearing. I can be preaching but you are here but you are not hearing. And so there will no faith will rise up in your heart. And it's a very spiritual thing for a man of God or a preacher to be preaching and you can grasp it, you can understand it, you can hold on to it, you can comprehend it. It's a very spiritual thing. It means you are experiencing grace. It means you are experiencing grace. For the gospel that we preach, it is, it is foolishness to those who are what? Perishing. It is foolishness to those who are what? Perishing. So when the gospel is being preached, when the gospel is being preached, and you have the ability, you have the ability to comprehend it, to understand it, to hold on to it, to believe it, oh, you are experiencing grace. I say you are experiencing grace. I say you are experiencing grace. And it's a very supernatural thing. Somebody say yes. The grace of God. For by faith, by grace, are you what? Saved. For by grace, are you what? Saved. Through faith. Through faith. And not, not of yourselves. Not what? Of yourselves. It is a gift of God. God is giving to you free. It is what? A gift of God. We didn't do anything. That's what I'm telling you. If you are able to understand even whilst preaching is coming, you are experiencing the grace of God. I tell you, I have seen some people, you preach to them, they don't understand what you are talking about. You preach to them, they are arguing in their head and doing all sorts of things. You are preaching to them, their, their mind is not there. You finish and you ask them, what did you hear? They will tell you something as if they were not there when you were preaching. If you are like that, you, you need to pray for grace. So. You need to humble yourself. Pastor, I'm preaching here very good. Not very, very good. Not very, very powerful. I am talking, the main theme is grace. That should be the first thing you should mention. But your problem is yes, yes, yes. Oh, Pastor, I said, I'm going to be in You didn't experience grace. This year, 
in our month of persistent prayer, we are going to pray for God's grace to come upon us. Are you hearing me? So that you can understand the word of God in a different way, in a different dimension. Move from that level where you are, that level of grace, where your understanding is small, where your under understanding is little, and move to that level where your understanding is great, where your understanding is mighty, where your understanding is powerful. Somebody shout and say, Fire! We have to change levels. We have to what? Change levels. Levels of grace. It has to change. It has to change. It is a free gift. It is what? A free gift. So there is one. There is what? Saving grace. That's what I'm talking about. That's the first grace. It's one of the graces that the Bible mentions. He said, for by grace are ye saved. So, it takes the grace of God for you to evangelize to somebody. And if that person receives the grace of God, that person will become saved. As a free gift. This, this grace, you don't participate, you don't do anything. It is supernatural. It is what? Supernatural. God does it. God does it. And I want to believe that everybody here has experienced the saving grace of God. That grace that made you say, Lord Jesus, I am sorry for all my sins. You see, it takes, when you are experiencing this grace, you see yourself for who you really are. You see yourself as a sinner in need of a savior. Because there are some people, they believe they don't need any salvation. I have spoken to one or two people who say they don't need any salvation. They are not sinners. We should stop talking. They, 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 they told me that we should stop talking that fallacy and nonsense. Because we don't need any salvation. We shouldn't even believe in that book, a little book or Bible filled with old, uh, filled with myths. And this is a white man. A white man that was, I was chatting with. I said that we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't pollute people's mind. Religion religion is the cause of wars and, and it started going on at the time. I told I told him what I have is not religion. And you have seen my life. I am not I, 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 by my life. Do you see me to be a crowd something? Oh, no, 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 no. I saw you, I know you are a good man. You're a good man. I said, I'm not a good man. I have been saved by grace. Amen. It is by grace I have been saved. And he said, no, he, he, does, he, he thinks it's all right. He doesn't need any salvation. He doesn't need any saving. So there are people who don't believe this. The grace of God hasn't appeared to them. The grace of God hasn't manifested in their life. But if you are here and you have come to that that, that, that understanding that I was a sinner. I am a sinner. I need salvation. It comes upon you when, it is, when grace comes. In the Old Testament, the same grace also appeared to some of the Old Testament um, saints. One day, Isaiah suddenly experienced that grace. And he said, he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I what? Saw the Lord. Suddenly, he said, woe is me. 
He saw himself for who he was. It takes grace to see that we are sinners. We are in need of salvation. We need a savior. Every sinner needs a savior. But today you see, when the gospel of grace is being preached, they think that grace is a license for you to sin. Grace is a license for you to... So, uh, because of grace. Uh, maybe you are watching me. Maybe you are here. And I'm praying. Only God knows. The all night out here then. Hallelujah. Praise him. Wave your hand if you are here with me. So listen. It takes the grace of God for you to realize that a sinner needs a savior. This message that they preach that grace so people are doing all sorts of things and so, by grace, by grace, you don't understand what you are talking about. You don't know. Grace, when it comes on you, it, you, you suddenly realize that you need a savior, and that grace com- commit, no, commissions you to to become obedient. You start now loving God. When naturally you can't love God. The natural man cannot love God. It takes grace of God to come upon you for you to say, I love you, Jesus. You can tell a person the grace they are walking in when they can't even, you know, maybe you just have the saving grace and you haven't grown in grace. So even to say, lift up, you can say lift up your hands is difficult for you. Because it's difficult. You're, you are not walking in a, in a measure of grace. That is enough for you to know that you are nobody. You are nothing. It is by grace you have been saved. And therefore you must, you must, you must give him thanks. When you say lift up your hands, you lift up your hands. When we say sit down, you sit down. When God says do this, you do this. You demonstrate your love by obedience. The grace message they are preaching now, the hyper grace message, where today even homosexuals are being encouraged. Homosexuality are being encouraged. It's being encouraged. Today we have pastors who are homosexuals. A man sleeping with a man, a woman sleeping with a man. But they say God's grace. They say God's grace. No. When grace comes on you, you recognize. Because grace comes, we receive grace through what? Faith. And if it is by faith, it means it is by hearing. And if it is by hearing, it is by the word of what? God. And if the word of God is being preached, the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached, we must talk about sin. We will not compromise with sin. We must what? Talk about sin. And we will also know that there is a remedy for what? Sin. Once you understand that, we are experiencing grace. You are what? Experiencing grace. We are experiencing grace. Lift up your right hand. Say, my father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for saving grace. Thank you for saving grace. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Put your hands together, beautiful Jesus Christ.
Those who have experienced grace, they will clap as if they are mad because they know what they have received. They know they are not clapping to a man. They will clap for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise Him. It is these little, little, little things that shows the sort of grace you are working in. Yeah. When you say, clap for Jesus. Hey, Jesus, the one who has saved me. You do it and do it as if you don't, you'll be like David. And who danced without any, taking, paying attention to anybody. Yeah. So we have what? Saving what? Grace. We have saving grace. For by grace are you what? Saved. For by grace. It is not the workings of a man. It is a free gift. Least any man should boast. Least any man should what? Boast. So, if you are going to evangelize and talk to somebody and invite somebody, even to invite somebody and for the person to come, that person must experience grace. It will take God's grace. The person will know that, oh, I'm not being invited to the disco. If it is Shatawale, you see the Kana man, if it's Shatawale, you are very happy to go. But to say, come to church, the natural man won't want to come to church. It is very difficult for them. So before you even invite somebody, pray that God, let your grace go ahead. And let, let the words of my mouth be acceptable to this person. That as I am going to speak and invite and preach, that your grace will fall upon this person. And the person will respond. The person will respond. Yeah, because coming to church is not a natural thing. That's why people give excuses. Today, you go and watch what somebody is doing right now. Go and watch maybe things that are not really essential and important. You see that they are there doing it. But you, you, are, you have experienced grace. That's why you are here. It takes the grace of God to get up, to dress on a Sunday. Somebody has his remote control. And he's flick, flicking through the channels. Watching um, CNN news, BBC news. And there's funny things that all those things just repetition. It's repetition. They just repeat the news. The same thing. If you watch one, it is enough. But you see that they'll be sat there flipping through news and flipping as if something new is going to happen. And then from there, they go to the sports channel. Very happy and content like a cat. Very, very happy. Content. If you say, come to church, they lack grace. They lack grace. They lack grace. There's no grace. They are not working in any grace. But you, the grace of God has appeared in your life. Amen. You have gotten up on a Sunday where the Kanama wants to say, oh Sunday, I want to relax. Sunday is the day I want to wash my clothes. You have gotten up, iron your clothes, taking your car, sat in your car or your trotter or whatever, and have dressed nicely and have presented yourself before the God who has forgiven you of your sins. I tell you, you have experienced grace. I said you have experienced grace. I said you have experienced grace. I said you have experienced grace. Shut fire! You have experienced grace. Saving grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So in Titus, it says that grace has what? Appeared. It has appeared. It has a what? 
appeared to all men. Now, notice the first one says that grace to saving what? Grace. Number two, the grace also makes you, you know, it conditions you now to, to live a godly life. Titus chapter 2, read from verse 11 downwards. Read it for me. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Uh, have appeared to all men. It has what? Appeared to all men. Let me tell you. There is something known as the inward working of grace. Yes. And the outward working of grace. The inward working of grace. Is what you experience for instance in the saving grace. And when you in your spirit, your spirit, that's where the grace works. Nobody might see it. Nobody knows what has happened to you. They can't see inwardly your spirit man, which has now received a new life and has been born again. They won't see that. It's an inward working. The grace of God that works inwardly. That works on your spirit man. When I say inwardly, I'm not, I'm not just talking about your liver, your, 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 your kidneys and those. No, no. I'm talking about the inward man. The Bible calls what? The spirit man. So grace comes upon that spirit man. And it's an inward working that you might not see outwardly. It's not something you can see. But it happens. And that is when you are saved. That's why you see when you, when you, when you get born again, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you don't change. Your liver doesn't change size. Your kidney doesn't change size. You don't change in height or anything. But you know inside you, you know beyond any doubt that something has what happened to me. It's your spirit man that is bearing witness. The Bible says that our spirit bears what? Witness. Our spirit what? Bears witness. That we now we can cry what? Abba, Father. Because now a relationship has been created. A friendship has been created. Enmity has been removed. But you, having, you don't see yourself physically you don't see yourself physically changed. Put my scriptures there. You don't see yourself um, what? Physically what? Change. You don't see yourself physically changed. It's an inward working. I see God doing some inward works in you. Amen. I say, I see God doing some inward works in you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It, it's an inward working. It's an inward working. When you are saved, it's an inward thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yes. Then the Bible says, it says, it has what? Appeared. It has what? Appeared. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Alright. So the first one, which is the saving grace, which is the inward working, you now must come to another measure of the, of the grace of God. And this one, it appears. People can see it. It has what? Appeared. And people can now see. Don't deceive yourself. Oh. The days of deception, we must put it aside. The Bible says that, in, 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 I think it says in Acts, it says, in times of ignorance, God winked. God overlooked. God 
pretended as if he was not seeing in terms of ignorance. He, he pretended. He winked at it. He, 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 he said, I'm not going to look at it. But now he commanded all men to what? Repent. He commanded all men to repent. That's it. And the times of ignorance, God winked at. But now, commanded all men everywhere to to repent. So you can tell a person who has experienced the grace of God and the person if he has experienced the genuine grace of God, you can tell. Because after the inward working, the outward working of grace must also appear. And men will now begin to see that genuinely you have repented. But here you are. You haven't repented from the lies. You haven't repented from the pride. You haven't repented from the arrogance. You haven't repented from the, 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 the I know it all attitude. You haven't repented from malice. Offenses. And harboring of offenses. And the way I am saying. And the way I am saying. But you say you are walking in grace. It's, what grace are you walking in? It's not Bible grace. So. Who taught you? It's not me. Ah, the word of God didn't teach you that. Whoever taught you was teaching you that, that to, whoever taught you that you, you can walk in, 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 in unforgiveness, in, in malice, in, in, in wickedness, in offense, offended states, and think that you are walking in grace. Whoever taught you that has deceived you. And you have not been walking in grace. If grace, you will let go of these things. And it will become apparent. It will appear. Men will see. Men will see. You are walking, in, you are walking only in, in just enough grace. You know what? Let me show you a scripture. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Listen, the Bible says that when you are born again, I believe that scripture is in uh, Ephesians. There about, there's one in Ephesians. Ephesians, the last couple of verses. Where it says that God gives you a deposit of the Holy Spirit. It's like a marking. It's a seal. It says God gives you a seal to show that when you are born again, you are His. When you are born again, you are what? You are not His. You are His. So, when you become born again, that that grace is just enough for God to mark you. That's all. But you need to grow. You need to grow. He says he has given us the Holy Spirit as what? A deposit. As a, you know, those who, those who, those who, um, who raise cows and animals. In the UK, for instance, I've seen that they, they call it branding. They will brand the animal and they will tag the animal. Almost, almost. one in number. And it will show you. They know what they, they've done in such a way that it will show you who the owner is. It will show you where the farm where they are. So if there is any food poisoning or anything, sometime after the animal is killed, they can trace it right back to the, the, the owner and the farm. Yeah. 
chickens, all of that. All those things, they, 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 but especially the big ones, they, they tag them. They mark them. To show that you have an owner. To show that you have an owner. Now, God also marks us. When we become born again, God also what? Marks us. He marks us. He marks us. God also marks us. So there is a deposit of, of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost marks you. He just marks you and says, Oh, you belong to God. That is the grace that many of us are walking in. That's all. That is the grace that we are walking in. Because after you have been born again, what has happened? You are still walking in offense. You are still walking in bitterness. You are still walking in malice. You are still walking in, in anger. You are still walking. You, you eat until your heart starts palpitating. And your knees start crying, mercy, mercy on me. And your stomach is expanded so much so that it is crying. But you talk about somebody who is drinking. You talk about somebody that is fornicating. When grace appears, it affects everything in your life. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. The grace of God that appears and it causes you to walk in what? Godliness. It causes you to what? Walk in godliness. It causes you to walk in godliness. He said that, that, that one has appeared. Titus 2.11, read it for me. Titus 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. It teaches us to what? Deny what? Ungodliness, ungodliness. and worldly lust. And worldly what? Lust. We should live so by worldly lust. Righteously and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope the glorious appearance, appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Teaching us the grace of God has what? Appeared. The saving grace is an inward working. Then you must grow and let the grace multiply. And when you start walking in another higher dimension of grace, the Bible says that it will now teach you to what? The grace of God will now be upon you. That means now you are now going to be conditioned. You are going to be conditioned. And notice the word that it says teaching. Teaching. So, how do you think grace will come upon you? It's not a funny feeling that is going to come upon you. This grace that will cause you to start denying ungodliness, ungodly way of living, ungodliness. There's a lot of ungodliness in the house of God. There's a lot of ungodliness. Ungodliness. Who has one kind tree Bible? I mean, who were the Omo Yusuf for ungodliness? One kind tree, Mamma. Quick, 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 quick. 
ungodliness. Teaching us that we should deny what? Ungodliness. Titles 2, 11 and 12. Read it for us, please. Aha. Onyankupon adumwa eden edi inkwaje wadanu den edi. Aha, okay. Na eyadei e chrechre ye. Ye nchi boni. Eni wiasi akono. Adwimu tiu. Eni dei. Dreni. Eni o nyamesum. Pa. Mi pa chotre. Nyamesum dei. Pa. If you say you are walking in grace and o nyamesum ni ye. Motro mojo. Mutromojo, look what hypocrite kind of nyamesong. You are not working on that. Don't deceive yourself. If grace is upon you, or see a church and say any day, a church and say any day. Verse, verse twelve, no. Uh huh. Yen chiponi, but nano people say, "Tie tie ni ekvibe onekano." Ni pasi. Because of grace in Timothy, then make us why then I am born Because of because of what grace make us why then I am born in. Who did cause so? You continue. That could be a double amount. Now who are born in? Who be who be be our beko? Who be who be be our beko? It is only look. Life and death is just one step that is between us. It's just what one step. I am walking. One step. That's it. Oh, me quit Jumaba. I'm going to work. Tinaka and Mu. Jimmy Ford truck, a tipper truck driver. I want the car breaks in here, Juma. With no break. No, I bet crash you. One step. One step. Me quit Jumaba. You're one step. But between you and that step is life and death. We don't, we don't, we don't see it that way. But he can die. People actually say, "Me kwe juma ba," and they don't come back. They don't come back. Yeah. And he said, "Who kosu et na uboni mu? Who, if you, if you say you have, you have experienced the saving grace of God, don't walk in sin because it is only one step between you and death, and you don't know when that that evil step you will take that evil step." The Bible says that we'll be careful so that we, we, we don't know the evil day, when the evil day will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. But and the very opposite is what is happening in the church. We are see a corner. We are seeing a corner. And no more. 
And yeah, yeah, we are sorry. Yes, yeah, we are, we are walking in grace. Worldly lust. The things that the world likes. The things that the world approves of. Those are the very things that we also what? Do. Yet we say we are working under grace. Because that's what grace does. And this is when, when you start experiencing grace, this is what it appears. All men will begin to see that. Ampa, o life I had a sister. No, there are some people in their workplace, they are very wicked, very unreasonable because it is in their power. I will punish you and you see. I will show you that me, I'm the boss. And yet you are a Christian. You are practicing such wickedness, such unreasonable behavior. Please, there is so much corruption. There is so much, and, and, and it is amazing that it is the same people that fill the churches on Sunday. And we claim to be walking under grace. But it's not grace. It's another spirit. It's something else. It's not grace. You might be saved, all right, because God will mark you with the, the seal that you are his. But everything, you have stopped at that. You have stopped at what? That. You have. And. And most often when you are sealed, it is when you are a baby. In Christ. And some of us have remained babies for 20 years in church, but babies. No growth. No grace. No uh, multiplication of grace. So the same things that used to offend them last year, last two years, last five years, the same thing is still offending them. It means you have Last two years, last five years, since time of a Christian, if those things still lie, you are you just are a baby and you have you have the what the seal that's all you haven't grown in grace. Because grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and you know ungodliness or say a and if you are sitting acono don't be in church and you are you are you know those people who don't walk at their grace they are always suspicious about something they are always quarrelsome they are in church but not with a sober mind they are, not, they, are, they are not fully convinced about what they are doing and what they are part of. Because whatever you are convinced about, you put your money, you put your resources, you put your time there. And then this is politics. Party now don't want to join in. Party you join. Who bones or who do be a bad day? Invest more in that party. You will be the OB. A branch, maybe. Ayawa so for a more. Ayawa so. 
me who video be na abrante no dey me say gunechi sana or work boko na no mo ma commentary be we chire keep in the comments maria mari maria mari maria mari tikanashe maria mari tikanashe why am what guy am re why am re or the bibia e den what you believe in, you invest in it. If you believe heaven is real, you invest and you put treasures there waiting for you. To pregnancy is a joyful activity. Just as that is why when somebody is getting born again, you see all shouts of joy. I call them SOJs. They are called what? SOJs. Shouts of joy. Oh God, I'm happy. Ah, forgive me. And sometimes they will be crying. Spiritually, it is the same thing. Then you get a baby. You get a life of God. Life begins to grow in you. It's inward. Nobody sees it. But after some time, the pregnancy starts shooting out. People begin to notice. Hey, Sanity. The inward working. Ah, a this salvation in Kwajiban. No one sees it. just like the activity that leads to you physically, that leads to you getting pregnant. It's a joyful thing, isn't it? spiritually. That there's some joy in your heart. There's some peace in your heart. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a joy you can't explain. But you know it is there. And you are the only one that is experiencing it. Nobody else is experiencing it but you. You can't explain it to anybody. Then it, comes, it brings about a baby. A conception. Nobody sees it. You are, the, the, the thing is there. And people will start wondering, ah, you see, when you become first born again, people will begin to wonder. But when you are really under grace, you keep on growing. You keep on growing. And the grace that now appears, you see that people will now begin to see that you have changed. Now there will be no argument about wasisa and wasisa. People will say adiene yede eyampa wasisa. And you are walking in another grace. Adrimudei tiu. Adrimudei. We should live soberly. May God give us that grace. Amen. I say may God give us that grace. Amen. Look, you should be convinced about whatever it is God has given to you to do. Have a clear conviction. This is my career. This is what God has called me to do. I must do everything to the best of my ability and reach the highest position I can. Me, I don't consider myself to have reached anywhere. In fact, I still think I'm still a baby. I, because what, it, what I'm pregnant with this is just like a little dot. This is just like a little dot. And it will be, it will be apparent. You watch it. You will see it very soon. You will see it very soon. Whatever you are doing, have a sober mind. 
be, be, be clear about it. Be convinced and, and say that this is it. It doesn't mean you won't face challenges, but grace is there. Grace is what? You face challenges, but grace is working for me. Grace is working. Be convinced. Say, righteousness. Okay, please finish it up for me. In this present world. In the what? This present world. So grace of God, it appears. It what? Appears. It manifests. It manifests. May God's grace manifest in your life. Amen. I say may God's grace manifest in your life. Amen. May you grow from saving grace to, to a different kind of grace. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Because we are going to pray. We are going to spend some time to pray. For this grace to appear in our lives. Amen. We want to walk in grace. Because of time. There are different types of grace I can show you. But because of time. Open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. And he said unto me, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient. My grace is what? Sufficient for thee. So we have sufficient what? Grace. And it is this grace that despite the who grace of God won't we'll move from they say it's not the issue of whether you are born again or not. You are moved from that. Now you are facing trials in life. You are facing certain things in life as a Christian. And you need sufficient what? Grace. It's called sufficient grace. The Lord said, my grace is what? Sufficient for you. My grace is what? Sufficient for you. So, you move from saving grace, then you have what? Sufficient grace. So that when you are facing challenges like the apostle, he said he was complaining about some infirmities. And the Lord said to him, My grace is what? Sufficient for thee. And he wasn't talking about saving grace. The apostle was already saved. But grace to endure hardship. Grace to pass through trials. And then Christopher, we are weaklings. We don't have any grace to endure. The smallest things. Take your church. Me buy it now. Me ni misen kaobe bom paya ma. Me business na ye ye. Ama say say say. Sister, God has His own way of doing things. You can't rush God in His own time. Sometimes too, who bom paya ma me promotion for me promotion. But who also who prepare who with any capacity to receive the promotion? And the promotion neba ebe kum. When the promotion comes, it will kill you. Ube ye bibi, you turn into something else. Because the little one they gave, look at how you abuse people. Look at how you treated people. You behave as if you were a God. And you, you, you destroy people's destiny. Because you had the power to do it. I'll show you where power lies. And you, you, you sat on somebody's destiny. Because you had the power to do so. You had the power to do so. You, you didn't change. May God have mercy on us. Amen. 
sufficient grace. When you are going through trials and temptations, the Bible says what? Count it all what? A joy. But you see, we can't do it because we don't have the grace. In prison, in chains, like Paul and Silas, it took the sufficient grace of God for them to sit in the prison and sing praises at the midnight hour. You, midnight hour, won't pass up for any soul, any judge, one now, soon now, who worry now. Oh, counter, oh, calculate, you are worried. But when grace is on you, despite the problem, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And you will be able to give thanks in all circumstances. Hey, hey, you lack grace. Paul and Silas, in the midnight hour, Midnight means you are at a transition point of your life. You don't know. You are, you are at that point where if you go backwards, it's dangerous. And you don't really know what is forward for you. So, I mean, you have to now, you can't go back or front. You only have to look up after midnight hour. When you can't, Nipa, what do you want to Nipa? But Nipa, what you're expecting? It's not coming. There are people you are going to rely to, they say no. You get to that point in life, you have to know, only look up. But it takes grace to look up. Many of us, we look at the problem rather. Focus on the problem. Instead of looking up, I will lift up my eyes towards the hills. From whence cometh my help. But when you lack grace, you will be looking at the problem. And some of you have been doing that for so many years. Nothing has changed. It is now time to ask for grace. To look up onto the hills. To look up onto God. Who is the giver of grace. For you to endure. And you see when you start. When you start activating the grace. Meaning when you start recognizing that there is a grace like that. It works for you. He opens the door. Because when Paul and Silas. When they recognize that. In spite of our, our feet. In, in shackles. And let me tell you, if you know anything about the history of, the, of the, that, that ancient world, you realize that their prison is not like the prisons we have now that it is full of, is full of luxuries and um, no things. No, no, no. Their prisons were filthy. There was no running water. There were rats and cockroaches and other mold. It's an unimaginable place you want to. You don't want to be there. There was no luxury there. You'll be miserable. It, it reminds me of the times when, when, when I was in the army. When we go, when we go for um, exercise, it was one of it was the times that no soldier likes exercise, but you have to do it. You have to dig a trench and. Some, it is miserable. A miserable condition. You, 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 you'll be there and you'll be thinking about KFC. KFC will become the, the most important thing your mind will be on. Because circumstances, circumstances it, it's not just something that... Yeah. But this was the kind of prison that these people were. And they did not complain. They did not wrench. They only said, 
started giving thanks, started giving praise. It takes grace. May you receive that grace. I said, may you receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Sufficient grace. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect. My strength is what? Made perfect. In weakness. In weakness. My strength is made what? Perfect. God doesn't, God doesn't, you know, use filled vessels. He uses empty vessels. Empty yourself and make yourself a weak person before God. God will use you. Fill yourself with your pride and your arrogance. And God will not use you. You will not see his strength. When you need the help, you are not you are you are still proud, you are too arrogant. God will make his strength in your weakness, not in your pride, not in your mini mini, not in your I know this man, I know that person, not in your in your I have this qualification and I am beautiful, that is why I must marry. That, that's why no, it is in what? Your weakness. It's your weakness that he makes his strength perfect. That is why Paul said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That what? The power of Christ may what? Rest upon me. Grace releases power. Grace releases what? Power. Power to do. Power to perform. Yeah. It's another kind of... It's an, when that power comes, it means you are walking another, another, another grace. That is when you see the gifts of the Holy Ghost manifesting in a person's life. That is where you see the power of God raw manifesting in someone's life. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. I will humble myself before my God. I will not make myself of any repute before my God. I will have the mind of Christ in me. Who being equal to God, did not consider it robbery to be like God, but humbled himself, even to, do, to take the form of a man. He humbled himself. He made himself of no repute. He made himself of, like he was a nobody. And the strength of God came upon him. And the power of God came upon him. I am telling you somebody, that is why we fast. Because fasting is us humbling ourselves before God. Fasting is us humiliating ourselves before God. Fasting is us afflicting our souls. And when Jesus fasted, 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says, Jesus, he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. I see that power coming upon you. I see that power coming upon you. After this 10 days fast, your 2021, it cannot be the same. It cannot be the same. It will not be the same. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shut fire. The power of God. The power of God will rest upon me. Power will rest upon your marriage. The grace of God will be made perfect in your marriage. 
Power will come upon that marriage. Power will come upon that business. Oh, your amen is weak. I said, power will come upon your business. The way you have been doing the business, you experience grace. The way you have been doing the, the wife thing and the husband thing, you experience grace. The way you have been doing the school thing, you are going to experience grace. Your children are going to experience grace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For you. Who is it that has said a thing that the Lord has not commanded it? When grace is upon you, it will not come to pass. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? Shot fire!